Hey guys, Antiquated Ideas again, and I have a very sensitive topic for you today. Um, so who knows, maybe this time we'll, we'll, we'll push it too far. Uh, but hey, you know what, if it gets the word out there, if, if somebody actually listens, if they hear this, if they notice what's going on, fuck, maybe something will change. Probably won't. Um, but hey, you know, gotta stay optimistic. So what I'm talking about, just straight up, is the recent shootings. Okay. I know it's a, a hard topic to discuss because there's a lot of opinions floating around out there. And I want to make it expressly clear that I'm not discrediting, you know, the the suffering that these people and their families endure because they, you know, it's, it's horrific. Really, it's a tragedy. Um, and I mean that. You know, it, it's, it's awful what happens. And it's frankly appalling, um, but I, I'll get into that. And how I mean that it's so appalling is because there seems to be this trend, you know, and especially around midterm season in the U.S., when local and state elections, you know, they seem to be coming up and all these shootings kind of crop up, and this year especially, uh, they seem to be happening quite a bit more than usual. I mean, I've counted seven in the last month. You know, that's that's far more than there should be, of course. There shouldn't even be seven mass shootings in a year, um, but unfortunately, that's a reality that we live in. And, you know, it's... Really, I think it's a, a couple of different issues that are being combined into one. And so the first one I want to start with is that it, it is absolutely a mental health issue. And there's a mental health epidemic in this country, uh, especially in the West. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's... Well, I do know, I guess, but... For these individuals, I don't know exactly what they think because they're not going to read their fucking manifestos. Um, which, by the way, you ever notice how all the manifestos happen to be a copy-paste of one another? Kind of interesting there. They all cite the same things with exactly the same verbiage. You know, almost like you tried to copy your buddy's homework and you just changed a few words so that it wouldn't sound exactly the same. Um, but... You know, I'm not. I'm not out here reading these guys' uh, manifestos and and doctrines and shit like that. Um, but it, it's very clear that you know, in order to to go through with something like this, to be capable of it, you know, you you have to be unwell in some capacity. Um, and it's very evident that you know, with with the state of things in the U.S. right now. Um, there's really not a lot of options for people to have, you know, any sort of affordable health care, and that includes mental health care, because, you know, mental health is one of the most important ones out there, uh, as we are seeing. So, I, I really do find it sad that there are so many people who feel like there's nowhere that they can turn. You know, that there's no one that they can talk to in order to resolve or, or overcome these issues. And, 
you know, as somebody who is a, a depressed person, um, even though I, I would say I'm an optimist for sure, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to, to learn how to overcome um, and, and how to live with, how to deal with. And I got involved in politics and I kind of started this, this podcast in a way also um, as an expression of that optimism because I want to be there to help people, you know? I mean, I, I see on the internet all the time, uh, there's so many of these disaffected youths, you know, where it's young guys in high school, just out of high school. Uh, typically, you know, they only have one or two friends. They don't really connect with anyone at school. The system typically punishes them for expressing themselves because they express interests that are uh, different than the social norms, you know, because the social norms right now, um, honestly, they they try to feminize and, and womanize men. And that's just wrong, you know? I mean, there's no place for just outright mm -hmm. aggression and violence. Um, but at the same time, you know, aggression and violence are part of the human psyche. And it's something that you can't avoid. So by avoiding it, I think that it inadvertently creates situations where people are more apt to become those things. Um, simply because they can't talk to anyone about it. You know, I mean, you can't, you can't talk to your fucking therapist uh, if you have violent thoughts because the therapist will just report you to the police and then you're going to go on a fucking checklist for the rest of your life, you know? So there's, there's nobody to talk to. There's, there's no way for you to figure out that these thoughts are actually surprisingly normal to some degree. I mean, everyone has had them, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, you know, it's, it's just something that we do. But it's what separates that from a person who goes and commits these shootings is that for regular people, you know, um, they're able to, to, to work through that and say, oh, yeah, no, clearly that's not something I should do. But I think what happens with a lot of these uh, mentally unwell people is, you know, that they've been they just have this like crushing depression and loneliness um, because the system has failed them pretty much, you know, um, and it pushes them to the point where no longer are they saying, oh, well, these things aren't right. You know, they, they might actually think, well, what if this is the only way? And even if it's just a tinge of that thought, you know, it just barely saying, oh, this is the right thing. And I see that a lot in right wing communities, actually, um, where a lot of kids just trying to be edgy or something, you know, they like, I don't know why, but they think that in order to fit in or in order to be cool or, or have the correct quote unquote, correct political beliefs, um, that, Oh, you know, we need to kill all black people or, or, you know, we need to purge all non-white people. And, and it's like, Holy fuck, you know, are you hearing yourself? That's not right at all. A lot of these people have to be taught that hate is not the correct way forward. And again, that's kind of why I wanted to get involved is because I want to be there for people like that and tell them that, hey, that's not at all how it should go. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be one or two people, you know, out of a, a thousand or ten thousand or whatever who are still going to hold on to those beliefs. And that's it. It is unfortunate, but it's a reality. It, so, 
I think what happens here is that, you know, there's a lot of people that could be helped. Um, they definitely could, but they have nobody to, that will listen to them and understand them. Because, you know, you think about a fucking psychiatrist or a therapist, and they're probably the most left-leaning person in the world. I mean, you tell them that maybe you don't agree with uh, people being gay, you know, and they fucking freak out on you, and they call you homophobic, and then they refuse to treat you anymore. Or they're going to be biased from then on, you know, and they they effectively try to reprogram you, you know, because humans, they can't escape bias. So, you know, it's going to happen. You know, people are going to do it. Um, It happens in the medical field all the time. I mean, look at look at how many people were out on Twitter saying that, um, you know, they wished that the anti-vaxxers or people that don't want to wear a mask would get covid and then die you know or they'd straight up say that they would refuse to treat somebody because oh you get what you deserve you know how does that work what happened to fucking human compassion um but again people you know they they can't escape bias a lot of people are not logical they they live in a world of fallacy um that's driven by emotion and that's not to say that emotion um is a bad thing because it certainly isn't it can become a bad thing if you let it run your life but i don't know i'm a pretty emotional person and i'm proud of that i'm also proud that i'm able to separate out my emotions from uh logic a lot of the times though um you know you you have to be able to separate the two but you also have to know when to to follow your heart basically follow your gut um and it's a it's a hard balance to find but anyway so i think what happens with these people these you know disavowed and and you know downtrodden people um is that the government comes in and they take advantage of this and before you step off you know and say oh it's a crazy conspiracy theory well no it's really not is it because you know we saw with with ruby ridge when they damn near killed this guy's whole fucking family for no reason mind you that um it was because a federal agent posing as, uh, you know, this guy's friend said, hey, can you cut down the shotgun barrel for me? And the guy said, sure. Right? I mean, is that any excuse to kill a guy's entire family? No. But they did it anyway. And that's also entrapment. But, hey, who cares at this point, right? And uh, the Oklahoma City bombing also. The guy, right, he, he said multiple times in multiple interviews that FBI agents approached him and coerced him into planting the bomb they even told him that nobody would be in the building at the time of the bombing um you know it's still up to these individuals to make the decision to do something like that but what i'm trying to say is that entrapment and federal agencies go hand in hand um i mean i i'm sure there are plenty of others plenty of other situations here which aren't as mainstream um, in which it's been even more blatant. Um, and what I think is that with all these shootings, it's exactly that. It's entrapment. And it's, it's no surprise uh, to anyone, or at least it shouldn't be, that federal agents will sit online in order to honeypot people um, into radicalism or extremism just so that they can go after them. You know, and... 
that's why you you know you really have to be careful what you say online because something that might not be radical to you is almost definitely radical to somebody else um you know even me just saying this uh certainly is but that's why free speech is a wonderful thing and that's why they're trying to take it away from you but again you know, part of this also comes back to them trying to take away free speech and them trying to take away um, your right to bear arms is because that's why I think that's the motive behind them doing these things is they purposefully entrap people and give them the means to do these things so that they can then go and write legislature saying, hey, we should get rid of this, you know. I mean, it happened immediately after the shooting in New York, right? They came out with a bill saying, let's ban body armor. They also uh, sent out a bill saying that, oh, we need to be on the watch for the rise of white supremacist terrorists. Uh, You know, I really don't think that there's a white supremacist terrorist problem in the U.S. What I think is that they're trying to stir up racial issues so that people will go after one another and then the government can justify a police state they can justify themselves stepping in and controlling everyone and they do that all the time i mean i think that's the other thing with guns i think i think truly i think that's why they do it is just so that they can control us you know uh one of the (laughs) one of the largest suppliers of illegal guns is actually uh the atf you know, I, I believe it was the ATF at least who was um, selling weapons to the cartels, you know, by the thousands also. So there's that. Um, but I find it hard to believe that, you know, every time one of these people goes out and, and does a shooting, you know, that it just so happens to be the big scary black AR-15 and they're wearing body armor and they've got the tactical gear and blah, blah, blah. No, the only reason they do this is because they don't want people to own those things. They want the media to say, hey, this shit's scary, isn't it? And they really, truly want people to go after it. They really want to get rid of it because they don't want people to own it. Because if you're able to own those things... You're self-sufficient. You know, you have a means to protect yourself. Not just from, you know, robbers or somebody trying to kill you, but also from tyranny. And that's the major one. You know, so truly what I think is that, like, you look at, uh, there's a shooting that just happened, um, or that just almost happened, sorry, uh, like today or yesterday, um, where the police just so happened to catch this person oh now they catch the person by the way Uh, of course after all the other times when mind you these mentally unwell people that keep making jokes about shooting up schools and you know things like that they get reported multiple times and the government does fuck all about it you ever notice that uh the one here in florida was that parkland or something um that kid had been reported like 17 times and nobody did anything And the other thing, too, right, the one, it was a 16-year-old that they just so happened to catch online, and uh, what happened was they supposedly had two assault rifles, okay? By the way, an assault rifle, per the definition of it, has to be fully automatic. You cannot buy 
fully automatic weapons without um, an NFA stamp, you know, tax stamp and background check, intensive background check. Um, so there's that, you know, it's not like anyone is just buying them off the street. That doesn't happen. But I, I don't know where they had two AR-15s or something like that. And um, they're 16, okay? And most, if not all states, you know, you have to be 18 to 21 in order to, to buy a gun. You know, I, I think <clears throat> I think there are very few states these days that allow you to buy a gun under 18. Unless, of course, you know, some are different where um, if your parent buys it, you know, and then uh, gifts it to you or things like that. Um, but most cases, you know, 99.9% of the time that that happens, uh, it's because they're gifting their 16-year-old like a a 22 bolt action or something like that, you know, um, not, not a fucking big scary assault rifle. So I would have to think that, you know, this kid probably obtained those guns illegally. And by illegally, I mean, I'm almost certain that a federal agent gave them to this kid. And I'm sure that that's what happens with most of these. If not that, then I'm sure that what happens is that federal agents encourage them to use specific equipment right because here's my thought if you really wanted to to be like as devastating as possible with with a shooting you'd probably pick a shotgun because shotguns are fucking nasty weapons and i wouldn't want to be behind one or in front of one um but no they don't you know even though shotguns are cheaper they're sold at fucking walmart you know i mean you can get one just about anywhere and people aren't going to look at you the same way for buying a shotgun that they will for buying an ar or an ak not that there should be a stereotype against those rifles but that's just how it is for some reason um unfortunately you know and i hate to say it uh but there is so that leads me to believe truly that they are just pushing mentally unwell kids into committing these really, truly disgusting acts. And it's upsetting because, you know, nobody wants to think that the government is willing to put innocent civilians' lives in front of, or behind, sorry, the agenda that they're trying to push for control. But that's what happens. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that a government killed its civilians to uh, push an agenda, is all I'm saying. So, I don't know, you know, connect the dots for yourself. Just take what I said, and even if you don't want to believe it right now, look at all the events that are happening, you know. Why is it that during election time, that during the time that they're pushing for massive anti-gun, you know, legislature and and gun control that these things happen and they just so happen to happen all the time you know frequently more than just oh yeah but you know what here's the other thing of course they don't talk about uh gang activity uh, because half the time you know gangs they use stolen weapons illegally acquired weapons 
but it's just stupid, you know? They think that, uh, they think that taking guns away from people who use them and own them legally is going to stop people from getting guns illegally. Yeah, fucking right. When 80 to 90% of crime committed is done with an illegally acquired firearm. So, anyway, just, there's that to think about.